0: Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in High Fidelity.
1: Well, good afternoon, everyone, or early evening, wherever you happen to be. It's 2 o'clock my time, Pacific Standard Time Zone still here in Tucson. My name is Woody Adams, and we're really happy to have you aboard. You're listening to the QBO show. Uh, and we have a great guest coming up in the next five minutes from Avalara, avalara.com, or AvaTax, Scott Peterson. He's going to break down SAS, taxation, so tax policy, government relations, all that stuff. So very excited. Scott has been on the show several times before, uh, back when we were radio free and all that stuff with Stacy Don and myself. So it'll be good to have him back on. It's been several years since we've talked to him, but very good. Uh, and then Stacy is... Doing something with Kira right now, uh, I think, getting her ready for something. So she won't be on, but we're really fortunate to have Richard Ropa back on with us. Uh, And Richard, what's going on? How are you doing today?
0: Doing fantastic. It has been one of those insane days. I way overscheduled myself today. So I've been looking forward to this all day because it's uh, it's a good chance to just sit back and talk.
1: (laughs) Yeah, gives me a chance to unwind, maybe a
0: little relaxed. A little bit, yeah, yeah. Lots of new, lots of new things are well, happening in my company. Yeah, so we'd like to know,
1: uh, I was going to start there, and then we can bring Scott in, but how are, how are things going with the business? And then please remind people, you know, the business name and what you've been up to, because I know you do a lot with Stacy, with Stacey K Academy and marketing, et cetera, but what have you been up to?
0: Uh, absolutely. So uh, you know what? This has been a really exciting week. I I have uh, just signed on a, a brand new client. I actually have two that you guys probably have never heard of. Um, uh, one is called uh, Bento for Business. They do. They are an apps.com developer, and they they do prepaid debit cards for expense management. It's a it's a really it's a really cool product, and I and I hope people check them out. And then just signed on a brand, brand new company, just started working with them this week. There's so much excitement in, the, you know, in their voices uh, just about this entire community. And they're starting to learn who the pro advisors are and what they're after. And we, we just kicked off a great new beta launch for, for this company. And the name huh. of them is com. Now it sounds like strategy.
1: Strategy. It's spelled. Right, it does.
0: Strategy. yeah. And they do business intelligence reporting. And Of course, I I can't wow. mention those two without saying something about Clock Shark. I am uh, knee deep in preparations for QB Connect and some very exciting giveaways with Clock Shark and some very exciting contests that we're doing. Um, so if if folks are looking for a free ticket to QB Connect, go to the Clock Shark Facebook page. There's a link on there. They can sign up. To enter a contest for a free ticket to QB Connect.
1: Nice. Yeah, well, I thought I'd give, I thought give my clients some plus. Pardon me. Totally. No, I love ClockShark. Shark. Uh, Clock Shark, the best for what I like besides the the what is it called GPS fencing, but it's the yeah. how simple the user interface is. Like the oh, ramp up time, dude. it's just uh,
0: they,
1: it's just hardly any, which I really like.
0: You know what? There is there is um, no better way to say it, except they they kind of own simplicity. They were designed to be simple so that everybody in the field could totally get what what they're all about and and use it with zero issues. So, you know, I, I hate to say it like this, but that it's designed for lowest common denominator and that that makes it incredibly simple.
1: Yeah. But it's hard to own simplicity. It's
0: hard to get there. I
1: mean, it's always complicated. People start to, it's yep. always, it always becomes complex. So, and I, I forget exactly. what shark I am. You can actually go on their site at clockshark.com and take the quiz and you figure out what yeah. shark you are. Uh, yeah. I think uh, I forgot I, which one if I remember
0: I was. correctly. I, I think I'm a hammerhead. I, I don't remember. I'll have to look at my, hammerhead. my, quiz
1: as well. <laughs> 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 well, uh, Okay, so Strategy, I'm on their site too, Easy Business Intelligence. I don't know if they're on apps.com yet, but you can literally sign in with it. There's a tab for that so you can connect the file, and it looks pretty sweet. So I'll be looking forward to hear more but, from them.
0: Yeah, they, they're brand new on apps.com, just got there. And uh, oh, yeah, okay. they're okay. Yeah, business intelligence. They've got some really cool tools. I, I, I hope people check them out.
1: Start a G. Very cool. Yeah, I see it. It's on apps.com. Check it out. Yep. All right. Good stuff. And I forgot the third one. Sorry, it was probably the first one you mentioned, because then you said ClockShark. I got, and my mind kind of went off there, but it was like ClockShark, Start a G. And what was the first one or second?
0: The the second one was Bento for Business. Bento for Bento. Business. They do prepaid okay. debit cards. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime oh, right, right, you think right. about cards, you get yeah. sidetracked. Because sharks are cool. <laughs> like good sharks. They are cool. Yeah. So, and you are going to be a QuickBooks Connect, of course, Richard. Absolutely. I will be in the Clock Shark booth. Right. I will be bringing okay. people into the booth. We're going to have a video guy there. There's going to be some fun things going on with video. Very excited to see what's going on there.
1: Yeah, I'll have to ask Stacy what uh, she's doing it. Cookbooks connect i'm sure she's training or i don't know if you have anything specific that she's doing i haven't caught up
0: so she i know that she, she is uh def- yeah she's definitely doing a class i hate to admit that i don't know what the class is but she's definitely okay. doing at least one session uh and i uh, and i think as well a panel session
1: okay no very cool and, and stacy and i are doing something cool like. For the 40 days le- leading up to QuickBooks Connect, Top 40 Tips and Tricks in QBO. So we're, we're launching Dude, like that was one like- a day. I think she's already already published the first nine, but I don't know. You might know more already because I know you talk to her a lot. So
0: I, Yeah. But yeah, it's so going to be pretty think- fun. I think I just heard about it last night. I'm, I'm excited. It's it, it, what is it now? The, the 40 like coolest tricks in QBO is that kind of what the, the top 40 countdown yeah, is it's
1: like uh, let's see. Yeah, that's right. Top 40 countdown, but they're not in any like order of coolness. That would have been nice, but I don't think we, we really had enough time to, to like, think that far <laughs> into it. We were just like, I had this list that I wanted to do as like a webinar series for a while. And maybe like after tax season, counting best practices, tips and tricks, you know. So I'd been compiling a list, and then Stacey took the list and added, like, all the stuff to it. So we have 40. And then she's like, hey, let's do this. Like, this morning was her idea. So, you know, Stacey, it's so fast. All of a sudden by, you know, not even by lunch, yeah, what, the first nine days are already published.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, that's I know. So I think her, her, her personal tagline is, I get shit done. And, you know, that's <laughs> really that's her motto. Okay. So I Done yeah bad. you should save um, the cool you yeah. should save the coolest one for 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 the last day because I think that last day what she told me was going to be the day that QB Connect starts. So yeah, that's yes. that's going to be an interesting list. I can't wait to see the whole thing.
1: And, and we're tag teaming it and it's just blurbs and a screenshot and it's for you know for those who already know about QBO and they're like, "Oh yeah, cool, I didn't know." Or "Did know. Thanks for reminding me. Whatever." But uh the last day We'll have like this huge uh, job resource, uh, you know, PDF power or no PDF or word doc with all of them. And I'm sure we'll somehow figure a way to, you know, upload that or put it somewhere where people can download it.
0: Yeah. Oh, hey, anyway, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Be
1: fun. yeah,
0: that'll be very fun.
1: Well, good. I'm glad uh, everything's going well for you. Uh, and thanks for bringing in those three apps and telling us about the QuickBooks Connect what I'm going to do is I'm going to let's bring Scott in and again, it's Scott Peterson from Avalara. So I'm going to bring him in now, uh, and see, and we'll start the questions and stuff. So Scott, thanks for holding. How's it going there?
2: Hey, everything's going great. How are you? Yeah.
1: Oh, good. And it's uh, Woody here and it's uh, good to hear your voice again. Uh, appreciate you coming on to, uh, break down the SAS taxation. You know, we've got a few questions for you. I'm sure you'll elaborate, but I don't know if you know, Richard, uh, he's helping co-host for today as he as he usually does at least once a month. So Scott this
2: is Richard. Richard Scott. Hey Hello. Scott,
0: actually we've met,
2: I believe. We have met. Uh, yep.
0: How are you today, man?
2: I, I'm well, and I loved your 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 your, your discussion there because um, I too love sharks, and I I had the pleasure once of spending <laughs> an hour in a shark tank in a, in a shark tank off the coast of South Africa with great white sharks. So. It brought back some great memories listening yeah, to that. I don't know
1: if I could. I don't know if I could do that. I mean, what? I don't know. What did that? What was that like?
2: It was. Yikes. Unbelievable. I mean, it, the the <laughs> exhilaration. I mean, it's, you know, it's 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 a, it's a bit of like it's like fishing because you sit there and you sit there and you wait for the fish to show up. But in this case, when the fish shows up, he's 15 feet long and he's looking at you. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> tell you what, it uh, I I'd do it again tomorrow.
0: Nice. I, I, there's no way I would get in I, you know, I, I work with the cost <laughs> of people, but there's no way I'm getting in a tank of sharks. <laughs> Not happening.
2: No, it was cool. So,
0: more power to you. That's, that's kind of awesome. Scott, I'm going to, I'm going to expect a picture, a picture posted on, on Facebook so that we can see this because you know, that's, <laughs> right, those, right. those are the, those are the internet rules. If we don't see a picture, it didn't happen.
2: Okay, well, you'll have to go to my wife's website because I am not on Facebook.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: right we'll on. do that. It's we'll for do you, that, man. It's for you. Uh, but after seeing <clears throat> after seeing Jaws <clears throat> several times as a kid, I don't know. I love swimming in the ocean, but I always have that fear. So that's awesome, though, uh, Scott. But hey, <laughs> let's go ahead and if you can't introduce yourself, it's been a long time. You know, we have a couple different iterations of the of the show. So now is the QBO show, but for the audience, if you can just uh, tell them who you are and what you do with Avalere, and then we'll break into the questions.
2: Sure, absolutely. Thank you very much. Uh, so Scott Peterson, and my, my title is Vice President of U.S. Tax Policy and Gum Relations, which it means that I do whatever somebody calls me up to ask me to do. Um, <laughs> but I spend, most of my, I spend most of my time with governments and creating relationships, positive relationships, so that when we avalera or our customers or our partners have things going on around the country you know i know somebody in every dor uh, they know what we do they know how we do it they know that our customers are relying on us to get things done and they're relying on us having a partnership with the dor to get things done um so it's it's, it's actually quite fun and I, I was in missoula montana this week um, attending the Western States Association of Tax Administrators and um, it's interesting to listen to them talk wow. about the things that makes makes their life complicated and the things that they're trying to do to make things simpler and it it's it's amazing it's it, it's amazing to walk around the vendor booth and talk to the vendors who sell things to departments of revenues there's some really sophisticated software and services that are being provided okay. to uh, DORs these days, um, and it's it, there's <laughs> one of the one of the speakers. He 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 uh, he, he told this this joke. It wasn't a joke. It, it, he said it's one of his favorite quotes. He said the tax department in the future is going to be a man and a dog, and the man's job is to feed the dog. <laughs> <and> the dog's <laughs> jobs and the dog's job is to keep the man from touching the machine
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then, hey, and to... as you, walk, oh, go ahead. You know, and and as I walk around and I look at those vendors, and you know, and I think about what Avalera does for retailers, and I think about what these vendors are doing for the DORs. I'm thinking, you know, we're not that darn far away from needing to find a dog.
1: <laughs> right. It sounds like it. Hey, I, I also noticed though, um, and I didn't know this before, but you were one of the founders of the Streamlined Sales Tax Act. So, can you just quickly high-level that and your involvement? Because some people probably know what that one is.
2: So, Richard, that's the other thing that you were talking about that that made me think about my my past. I spent 12 years working with people from all over the United States, business people and city people and county people and legislators and governors and department of revenue people trying to make sales tax simple and making something simple is not easy.
0: No, it's not.
2: It's not simple. It's right. very hard. Yeah. Yep. But we, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, we spent 12 years where I spent 12 years working on that there and I'm, I'm still, wow. 12 years. I, I, I'm. They're, they're still going on. Um, I, actually I'm going, they have a meeting next week in Oklahoma city and I'm going to go to their meeting and, their, their drive to make things simpler is is kind of waning, but um, yeah. yeah, it was a fascinating process because you it, you know it's one of those rare instances where government and business sat down to the table as equals and identify a problem and try to come up with a solution. It was really it, I, I I enjoyed it. It was it was it was an extraordinary experience. Um, Unbelievably frustrating, and didn't didn't accomplish everything that needed to be accomplished. But it was still a, a worthwhile experience.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it. But now your whole uh, getting in the shark tank with great whites seems more appropriate. After it does. twelve years <laughs> trying to <laughs> yep. streamline the sales tax act, right? <laughs> well,
2: you know, I, totally. I spent I spent, well, 30, me, me... I spent thirty years. I spent a long time working for politicians, so I've got a lot of experience swimming with sharks.
0: I, I was going to say that probably uh, no, made totally. the, the, the getting into the shark tank much easier. <laughs> yeah, totally. And they're so all nice people, to, and I uh, hope
2: none of them are listening.
1: <laughs> now, are you still up in, um, let's see, Seattle area? or were you in? A-
2: no, no, I, li- I live in Tennessee. Oh, wow. Okay, right, that's right. Okay. Yeah,
1: okay.
2: Now yep, I live in Nashville. You know. Right, okay. Yep.
1: All right, very nice. So let me ask that first question, uh, that we have, and again, we're, we're talking with Scott Peterson from, from Avalara, uh, Richard and myself and it's fast taxation. So how did the debate over software as a service start in your opinion? The
2: internet started this because prior to, prior to the invention of the internet, there was no such thing as software as a service. There was software and there were services and there was no real way to connect the two of them together. Um, and so, you know, prior to the internet, you and I would buy our software and it would come on, you know, and, you know as, as you know, oh, over the years, it came in a multiplicity of different formats, um, and, but it was always, it always came to you in a, in a, on a, some sort of a storage device. You know, whether it's a magnetic tape or a, a floppy disk, it came to you on some sort of a storage device. And prior to that, and so since it came to you in the form of a storage device, states always taxed it. it, it, it states took the position, and, and they, they still do, that anything that you take possession of that comes to you in a tangible format is tangible personal property and subject sales tax. Which is how they tax, you know, music. You know, m- music is someone's invention. Uh, just happens to be displayed on a, you know, on a, on vinyl in those days. Um, you know, books, someone's invention just happened to be displayed on, you know, on paper. And software was someone's invention that just happened to be displayed or captured on a floppy disk. Uh, wasn't really tangible personal property. It was someone's idea that gets him, you know, somehow, some way... Let me
0: let me ask a quick follow up, if you don't mind, because this this is where I get confused with this topic. So, you know, I I understand the concept that before the Internet, things came on disks, tape, whatever the case may be. Um, But now they they come as downloads. Isn't the download still a tangible product? Because it is it, it is something that exists. It's something that's on your computer that is tangible. Is Am I misinterpreting that?
2: No, you're not. The difference is that there was, in most states, there was no history and no legislation that taxed something that you downloaded. So the whole concept of downloading is is completely foreign to the law in most states.
0: And we're just catching up is what what you're saying.
2: you know, a lot of those states aren't catching up. Well, well I mean, there's three three versions. There's, there's a few states out there that had, you know, Hawaii, New Mexico, and South Dakota that have just extraordinarily broad sales taxes. And, you know, they tax all services, they, ta- they tax everything. So, in, you know, in their mind, it didn't make any difference how this thing arrived at your office. It was it was going to be taxable because it's either a service or a standalone personal property, and how you got it's irrelevant. Uh, there were a few states out there that said, you know, we don't want to, miss out on the revenue on software that we used to get be able to tax because it came on a floppy disk. And now that it's not a floppy disk, it's questionable whether or not it's tangible. You know, you can you can have a you know a, a philosophical debate about whether or not you can measure bits and you know, ones and zeros. They take up space on a hard drive, you know, is that tangible? Yeah. You know, it's a kind of debate that lawyers love that no one that everybody else hates. Um, but those states said, since we don't know how our courts are going to rule and we don't really understand what this stuff is, but we still want to capture the tax, we'll just impose tax. We'll create a statute that says that uh, pre-written computer software, which is the the normal thing, pre-written computer software that's downloaded is subject to sales tax just like if it were delivered on a floppy disk. There's a lot of states out there that that an awful lot of states that just aren't comfortable with this download concept. And so there's a number of DORs that have never taken a position. And there's a number of states where the legislature has gone in and said they only tax things that come in a tangible format. And if it's downloaded or somehow in any way received by the by the buyer electronically, it's not something to tax.
0: And this brings us to why SaaS becomes such an issue, because SaaS, in effect, you're not actually receiving a tangible product. You're you're logging into someone else's computer.
2: And SaaS is an entirely different thing, and that's and that confuses the states even more.
0: Gotcha. They, so,
2: and and there's and there's you know there's two two versions of SaaS that that just to make it even more complicated.
0: Okay. I'm going to let you monologue here. Cause, cause okay.
2: You're a good yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> there. I'm at home. I don't get to monologue at home very often. So thank you. <laughs> the, uh, the, glad, uh, glad to make your day. <laughs> so software as a service where you're buying access to software is relatively straightforward. You know, QuickBooks online versus QuickBooks delivered. I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to I'm going to use well QuickBooks in in, in the cloud versus getting QuickBooks that I download on my computer. You know, I, I'm paying for a subscription versus buying something. And the paying for subscription thing is is I mean, states understand subscription. What they don't understand is how their law applies to subscriptions. It's you, you would be amazed. And one of the things that I was amazed at in the, in the streamlined sales tax process was the number of states that taxed. The individual sale of a newspaper you go to the store you buy the newspaper you take it home it's subject to sales tax you get a subscription to the same exact newspaper it's delivered to your house every day it's not subject to sales tax because that's a service okay okay yeah, and that's the way And that's there's a the majority of states tax very few services so they see these companies that are taking pre-written computer software and and allowing people to access it remotely and then charging them a monthly fee for it and they look at it and they think well you're just buying a service and we don't tax services if you had bought that and had to deliver it delivered to you on a on a, tang- on a floppy disk it'd be subject to sales tax because they don't tax services that it never occurs to the it, well it, it, it occurs to them that we don't tax services so and what you're doing is providing a service, and we don't tax services.
0: Okay.
2: The okay. other group, the other the other type of SaaS is where you're providing a service that uses software.
0: So give and us an example of
2: that, if uh, you would mind. Well, thinking. let's see. Um, well, in some ways, Avalara fits that model, right? Uh, because okay. we have I yeah, I mean, because we we have. I mean, one could make a state could make an argument that that Avatax is pre-written computer software. You know, right. no one gets to alter it. You get it the way it is, and you know we make it available to anybody that wants it. Granted, you buy it on a subscription basis, but it's pre-written, and you don't get to alter it. And that's really the, I mean, in a really simple, simple so way, that's, it- that's the definition of pre-written is that you don't get to alter it.
0: So keeping that I just want to define the terms here for just a quick moment, if you don't mind. So is QuickBooks online fall into that same category because it is pre-written, but we're altering it when we put invoices in or is that more we're constructing a data file that's outside of that software.
2: That's the service part of it. Yeah, that that and and that's all and and I'm I'm glad you brought that up Richard because that's a whole different concept. That's date. That could be data processing. Texas and New York tax data processing. That's what their law says. And they've gone through countless court cases over the years trying to define what data processing is. So in a situation like that where you get to put your own data in there and you're doing the manipulation yourself, that's not data processing in those states. But if I give you the data and you do the manipulation for me, that's data processing.
0: So I, I may be going a little off track here, and I'm this, the, but I'm going to ask the question and you redirect back if you need to. So in the case of open source software where you can change the software, where does that fall in the spectrum?
2: I believe most states would qualify or would, would, would classify that as custom software. Okay. But, but it's, it is one of those fine lines that makes it really complicated because if if it's if it's if it's pre-written computer software and when you buy it and you can do something with it afterwards what was it when you bought it It was probably pre-written computer software when you bought it the fact that you can alter it makes it it may in in some states cases may be irrelevant now if you can buy this stuff and then you have to pay the person that you got it from to do the customization that's a whole different thing that that swings it toward being custom software from the beginning. Okay. But th- th- that's a, that's a perfect question that gets asked to DORs all the time and they set them and they, and and they often don't know how to answer the question because it's, <laughs> so, so, sure, sure. it's so it's so it's so fact specific and everybody's facts are different.
0: Right, and I'm sure each state has their own facts. Own they have, they have,
2: and they have their own law, yes. So they, yeah. what they have is the law. They have their version of the law, which which may be very incomplete, frank, frankly, might be really old. And, and that's one of the issues that, that uh, software-as-a-service providers are facing today is they walk into a state and they ask them the question. And that person opens up a book and they look up a statute. And the statute was written in 1962. Um, yeah, yeah. And they're trying. Right. They're trying. They're trying to take this modern technology, who in in whose facts change, customer or you know taxpayer by taxpayer by taxpayer, and try to shoehorn that into a 1962 statute.
0: Right when the oh, technology my. didn't yeah. exist, and and therefore they had no frame of reference. It's like, uh, and I don't want this to be a political discussion, but it's like the debate about uh, you know uh, assault rifles. It's it, it, they weren't in. Uh, it, they weren't there when the Second Amendment was written, so they couldn't have thought through to that to that level. And and that's kind of the same concept that you're talking about.
2: Um, well, and, and, and Facebook and Twitter, when it comes to the First Amendment, and mm-hmm. you know, when you when you create something, um, and then you are bound by it for the rest of you know eternity you're gonna have, you're gonna find some some awkward conversations
0: sure sure you are so but, what what are the states doing to to really understand uh, not just the SAS model but to tax it and and are, are, how how much longer are we gonna get away without you know paying taxes on that
2: uh... Generally, the states aren't doing much. This, this, even though this is a, a high-value item, in a, if you were a legislator and you didn't have the money to balance your budget, this should be something that you would consider because it's high dollar. A lot of the consumption of software and software-as-a-service is by businesses. Right. and there you know and there there really is a, a um, belief among state legislators that one sh- one harms their economy when they tax business purchases because you're taxing the input that goes into the creation of something else and it's the something else the final product that you're supposed to be taxing so you, th- there really aren't a lot of, of states that are out there doing things um, there, there, I mean there's some but for the most part it's it's a really an odd set of situations it usually, usually like most things and when it comes to taxes and budgets taxes are often almost always driven by budgets so you have a, a a situation in in some time in some states where they're they have a budget problem they're trying to solve that budget problem and they then Go look at the tax structure and they look at exemptions I mean Arkansas this year just imposed a tax on on specified digital products and digital code see it you know that's one of those things where they did something Arizona had a had a, a legislation that would have exempted audio and video programming services that didn't pass They Arizona's doing a interims of the legislature is doing an interim study on digital taxation or not digital digital taxes the taxation of digital goods Oh, I think. colorado yeah yeah. and it yeah it's uh in those situations i mean those are kind of the ideal situations where you have you have people who are serious about trying to understand something before they rush out and do it yeah that doesn't happen all that often in state legislatures <laughs> Correct, and and, and, and and not that they aren't you know interested in knowing what's going on. They they you know often they don't have the time, or because you, know, you know they don't meet very often. And when they do meet, they've got to balance the budget. And I don't have time to understand this, but someone tells me I can raise a million dollars if I do this. Boom, it's done.
0: So Scott, what does this mean for the people, what does this mean for the people that are listening? What do they need to do to make sure that they are covered? in good shape, they're not going to come back five years from now and have to pay all kinds of use tax, all kinds of sales tax that that wasn't assessed to begin with. What do people do to protect themselves, especially what do pro-advisors do to protect their clients?
2: There are a number of CPAs and attorneys around the country that specialize in digital goods, software as a service, uh, cable television. Um, most of those folks have really thought through the different types of scenarios that exist and, and, and they go out there and they write letters to the DOR and they say, okay, I've got a client, client does A, B, C, and D. I've looked at your law, I can't figure out how in the heck it, your law applies to the C and D. I think I know what it does for A and B. This is what I think it's, your law does for A and B. You've got to help me figure out C and D. So there's an awful lot of efforts being placed today to get that kind of answer that the knowledge and, and there's people out there that that can help uh, pro advisors uh, understand this better but the it, it's the kind of thing that you can do on your own I mean if you interested in, if you're going to start doing business in a new state write them a letter hi I'm ABC consulting and I'm going to start selling this thing in your state next year. And I'd like you to help me understand how it's taxed.
0: Do those, I do,
2: I I, I, I do that all the time with DORs and our, our team does
0: it. Do those letters of determination, are those enough to protect or do they, do they need other, other backup?
2: In almost every state that letter will be protection. There are a couple, half a dozen maybe states that that don't back up what they say, and it's, it's, it's a sad thing to say, but it's true.
0: I know, I know. I, wa- I think I've heard some stories out of Washington, not Washington, yeah, D.C., uh, but Washington State
2: for, and, with that
0: very issue.
2: But the overwhelming majority have a process. And if if, if after the fact, the, if the auditor shows up and the auditor doesn't, Agree with what the letter said as long as the facts haven't changed and as long as the law hasn't changed in just about every state That letter will protect that person from the past Now the future might be different but Right, but they, the, right and, so so determination
0: what, will be made in the audit if the future is going to change, right? so basically what you're saying is pro advisors got questions regarding taxability in a state Uh, either use a a software like Avalara to get that figured out for you or reach out to the state themselves and get a letter of determination
2: yes now and so I mean we have saying thank you uh, for the plug we have a process you know since our clients we we don't have a clue where our clients are going to be selling tomorrow you know if somebody comes to us and you know they they want to use our service and and our competitors do the same thing we have to we get an answer from every state because we don't have a clue where they're going to sell tomorrow. Right. So that that which which makes it advantageous for our clients and for the states, frankly, because it, it it's nice that, that every state knows upfront what's going to happen. But it's also critical that the people who are providing this keep their tax team informed of what's going on. It's it's an unpleasant day for the tax manager when the auditor shows up and says, hey, I hear you guys are selling this kind of a widget in my state. And the tax manager says, really? I didn't know that.
1: (laughs) Well, the the good news, though, is that Avalara, I mean, because you're involved and you're probably seeing all this stuff way ahead. So Avalara is always very prep is a solution when there's tons of complexity and confusion, right? I mean, net, net, that's the,
2: that's the moral of the story, right? Yep. And it's the advantage so. of having someone who's looking at this thing from, you know, 50,000 feet, um, is that there's an awful lot of, right. of, uh, efficiency that can be created from looking at the world like that. Yeah, totally.
1: No, that's good. Well, Scott, any last uh, thought? We really appreciate you taking the time
2: go, cutting through no, this Oh it's again. my pleasure. Uh, um,
1: but is there uh, anything last, last budget... thoughts you
2: wanted to leave with the audience? Or? Budgets are not going to get better. and Okay. <laughs> Good it, to know. It, I, 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 if, if I were in this business, um, and, and I am, um, I would be paying very close attention to what state legislators are doing around the country because as budgets continue – to get weaker. And I mean, Pennsylvania is three months behind having a budget. Wisconsin just last week adopted their budget. And that makes them what, three, four months behind. Um, there's people out There's 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 states that are really struggling financially, and they are going to look for places that they haven't taxed before. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, cool. Well again, uh appreciate your time. Uh, thank you. And
2: going you through again.
1: that. Good, good to hear your voice again and love the great white story as well. Uh, <laughs> so, pretty cool.
2: Sorry.
0: Scott <laughs> Scott, before you go, one one quick last question. Are you going to sure. be at Q B Connect? I know Avalero will be there. Will will you be there?
2: I will not be there. No. Okay. I have okay. I have state tax conferences to go to.
0: How how um wonderfully boring sounding. I'm kidding. You know,
2: pretty, um once in a while they are. They're pretty fun. You know, but every once in a while, this this <laughs> one that I was at this this week, they had a really good agenda. And, and I was I was sitting I was taking notes and I it's you know, I have yeah. been doing state taxes for a long time. It's been a while since I took notes.
1: Well awesome. Right now, I'm good. Very nice. Yeah. And yeah. No, that's awesome. You can talk shop anyway. I mean I'm sure it's a blast. Do you have a Afterwards, too, and everybody's meeting for dinner or whatever. So good stuff. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep.
0: Well, excellent Well, we're we're gonna miss you at QB Connect. It, it was a great interview. Thank you.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it All right, Scott take care now Yep, bye-bye All the best. That was cool. I'm really glad uh, Richard and thanks for, for taking more of those questions. I think it's probably closer to, to you than me But really good stuff with cause, you know, you have your own business, etc. And you're working with app partners which is software as a service too so i think that would make it resonate uh but i always enjoy his take on what's going on with policy and and the tax stuff he was the one who helped us break down nexus uh uh, like three years ago i think so it's really cool to have him back so
0: yeah yeah. nexus is a complicated one we're working on a nexus document with uh you may remember mary thomas she was a guest here a, a few years back Um, and, uh, yeah, working with her on a Nexus document and it is crazy how many, how many rules and things you have to look for, for Nexus. It's, uh, it's an interesting, interesting topic. Well, excellent. Well, Woody, I'm sure I will, uh, catch up with you next time. It'll be, uh, probably another month or so.
1: Oh yeah. Thanks again for, uh, being willing and, and co-presenting and and uh taking the, the lion's share of the questions that was great uh good discussion and again i think uh stacy will be on uh next week we should be back i think we're probably going to go over you know what's been new in qbo uh so hopefully we'll we'll be able to share some of that and more about our top 40 pounds down to quickbooks connect so again i just want to thank richard ropa and scott peterson from avalera and then just uh you guys have an excellent night out there we'll see you next time thanks again richard
0: Thank you, Woody. Talk to you later. There you go.